welcome to Geek Girl Soup. The Walking Dead has ended, and so we are here to talk about those last four episodes. And I am Susan, and I'm here with Kelly. Hi. And Chris. Hello there. And Scott. Hey, hey. And our special guest from Z Nation. <laughs> we have Eric C. Anderson, one of the editors. Welcome. Hey, guys. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me uh, join this podcast. And hey, I'm glad you're also a Walking Dead fan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so can, uh... huge, huge Walking Dead fan. So this will be, this will be interesting. Yeah. Both in comics and film? Or... No, actually just film. Just yeah, the show. Or, or just the TV show. Yes, I, I, I got hooked on the show uh, starting third season. Uh, right before third season kept, came on, people kept saying, you got to watch the show, got to watch the show. And I'm like, zombies. <laughs> and I, I, I been watched the first two seasons. And right when I finished the end of season two, season three started. And since then, I've been watching it live ever since. And I thought about going to the comics. I've glanced at them. But they, I want to let the show run all the way through with what they're doing, even though it's different. I want to enjoy this universe, the TV universe of the show, and then I'll probably go back and enjoy the alternate universe of the comics. Probably wise. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't want to read the comic and then say, why didn't they do that on the show? Right. Oh, I've yeah. long since given up on that. <laughs> and see, I'm I'm current with the comic, and I'm I'm wondering. Okay, are they going to bring this in, and they're going to change this character to that character since that one's dead here and still living there? And yeah, so, exactly. This yeah. muddies the water a little bit. Right. You're taking the kind of approach I'm taking with Game of Thrones, basically, where I've had the opportunity to read it, but I said, Nah, I'd rather just keep watching it. Maybe I'll read it later on. Yeah. And- I'm doing the same thing with that show, too. I think yeah. that's the wise move. Yeah, here, too. I, I finished... What did I finish, Susan? Both of the first two books? Yes. I, I think, think, I, I, think, think I, I finished the third, didn't you? May... Hmm. No, I don't think I finished it. Okay. I, I spoiled on, like, everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, by choice. But... um. Yeah, I just still haven't gone back to finish it. No plans at all on on reading the Walking Dead comics, and I'm really enjoying the the TV universes for them. And with Game of Thrones, I know we're not getting we're not going to follow that tangent, but Scott's the one who brought it up, not me. <laughs> right? Um, I do like knowing the things that have been changed. Um, but I'm totally cool with not having read it first. Yeah. Cool. I always say if you like something on TV or, or feature films, if you like what they created in that universe, then to go back and read the books or to read the comic books, it just gives you another layer of enjoyment. Right, right. Because there's always more detail in the books. Yeah, always, always. Mm-hmm. Books are always the best. No matter what you do, Reading the book of a certain any movie that's come out is a lot better than the movie itself. Okay, I'm gonna challenge you right there. All right, challenge. <laughs> Bring it on. Stop <laughs> in the name of love. Um, <laughs> okay, my first encounter with this was having read the Reader's Digest version of Jaws as a kid. Wow, that's... before going to see the movie. Right, and Jaws. <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> Let's get on the zombies. 
Well, you gotta watch. You gotta watch what comes first. Did the movie come first, and then? The, but in this case, okay, the Reader Digest of Jaws was that what the guy had written. I'm I'm forgetting the writer of the Peter original Benchley. novel. Yeah, was that the original novel? Yeah, it it was the yeah. it was an abridged version, but it had um, so many differences and so many weird, useless tangents that that book went into. And <laughs> when I went to the movie, I was. Uh, I was shocked that, like, you know, things had changed up. You know, remember, I was a kid. Um, So, like, I was expecting certain people to die, and they didn't. I'm not trying to spoil Jaws for anyone who hasn't (laughs) read or watched the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Amazingly, I never read it, but amazingly, I'll bet that there still are people, even our ages, who haven't seen it. Mm. I had to force my husband, the film producer, to watch it about 10 years ago. He mm-hmm. hadn't seen it ever before that. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. But, uh, There's a lot of classic films we haven't seen, you know, iconic, iconic movies that we, you know, we somehow seem to miss. And we need, with today's technology, we shouldn't be missing these films. We should all sit down and watch them. Yep. It's just finding the time to do it. <laughs> I, I said that over and over. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Jaws actually improved upon the book. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I probably would agree with that. And still to this day, uh, I, I still have nightmares about going into a swimming pool or looking at the ocean, you know, from those childhood yeah. fears that that movie created. So it did its job. Yep. <laughs> it endangered sharks all over the world for real. Oh. You so, know that he does environmental work now. He, he's been doing it for several decades to make up for that. Peter didn't Benchley. Did he die? No. He did? Did he? I, I think no. he passed away. No. no. I'm going to no. look right now. Y'all go ahead and talk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the oh, Jaws podcast. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. He died in 2006. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that bites. Okay, well, before... So I think his environmental work has ended, but yes. Started a foundation or something. But anyway, he did did a lot of awesome work to make up for that. So so basically, when is there going to be a zombie shark on Z Nation? That's really leading to. That's that's really where we're going with all this. All mammals. All mammals can be... We have have had shark versus zombie. Yep, yep. Well, I did tell, you know, just I did ask Carl, I said, God, wouldn't it be so cool if we could do a cruise ship zombie show? <laughs> oh, man. Like the love boat? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we're working late at night, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And so we just start coming up with, why don't we do this? Why? So uh, my thing was, why don't we do a cruise ship? And all the people are all zombies on there. And, and then, of course, I think he sat there smiling at me, his great smile. And then he just said, well, why would our cast go on there? And I went, well, look, you're the writer. I'm the editor. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so The Walking Dead. (laughs) Where do we start? (laughs) So, uh, I think, Eric, you have the most positive outlook on the last four episodes, huh? (laughs) Um, It was ups and downs for me, so... Well, it refreshed my memory. When did what, episode five? What were we doing at the start of episode five? Just because it's all a big blur to me in terms of uh, them 
lining up together. They, they did a great job lining things up together. Is that when Carol came back in, or had no, Carol already been back? That was episode five, I think, was the Rosita and Abraham and uh, Eugene and Glenn and Maggie, that episode. Ah, the Sexton episode. <laughs> the sex <laughs> in the library. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's sex they, in the Zompocalypse episode. Um, <laughs> they did go there, didn't they? Yes. They but, did. But they didn't have pie. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> guess you and I are the only one that get that that's one. That's right. And Scott <laughs> should get that. But I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So the the more cartoony of the characters go off on their own little adventure mm-hmm. and have a look and are sabotaged. That's how it begins, correct? Yes, that's right. The uh, light bulbs in the gas tank—is that what it was? Yeah, some kind of glass in the in the gas tank, and apparently that it went through the fuel line, and mm-hmm. that's I I don't know why they. Uh, the bus flipped over, but <laughs> that's why that. <laughs> well, I think he lost it was control. Spectacular. Yeah, no, he lost control of the bus. Something like something didn't the tire blow out? Oh gosh, I hate not knowing what happened. But I will say, editorially, being an editor, that I did have to stop and kind of go back and watch what happened because it was a little confusing for me watching the show, what exactly did happen? They were like distracted by the zombies that were on the side of the road. And then they looked forward and something blew out and then it swerved and hit the thing and then flipped over. See, so there was a lot going on editorially. And that's where my, my editorial hat comes on actually, because I can sit back and I can totally get engrossed in these episodes. But then when something doesn't quite work, I start to go back and go, okay, editorially, what is going on here? You know, Mm -hmm. what, what shot are they missing or what wasn't quite clear? And I do think they had to clarify what took place there with dialogue as opposed to just showing you what took place. Because at first I really thought that he looked forward and the car was in his way and he didn't have time to dodge, you know, to swerve the mm-hmm. van out of the way. And that's why they went over it and flipped over. And then all of a sudden they came up with this weird story of the gas tank being sabotaged and everything. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. You just thought Abraham was a shitty driver. Yeah, I just got the, he got distracted looking at the zombies. You know, tip, you know, how many people do that every day in everyday life? And in the apocalypse, I would think it happened even more because you don't expect anything to be in the road mm. other than a zombie or two, you know, run them over like right. they do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I actually, I actually liked that episode and I think we got some background on Abraham also. But even that was confusing. And in The Talking Dead, they explained a little bit more about his background. But it's like, well, we should have been able to know that from the show and not have to see this after show to have it explained um, about what happened to his wife and kids. Well, I didn't see the after show and I thought I understood what well, you've went read down the with this place. Hmm. I, yeah. I've read the comic and I don't remember them actually going into Abraham's past. Well, yeah, they did. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, I might have fast forwarded through that issue. Okay. <laughs> but I, a lot of people after that, they were, you know, after just seeing the episode, 
they're like, well, was Abraham abusing his wife and children and that's why they ran away? Or, you know, what was going on? Why, why did he kill those other men in the grocery store? And, um, and that was explained in the, in the after show. Hmm. Right. Okay. That those other men had attacked his family. And so and he did what he did, what right. it took to take care of. The right. And his, his wife was afraid. Freaked and, out. Yeah. So that was explained. That was, that was explained in talking dead. In the talking dead. Yes. Yeah. The after show. Yeah. I mean, I saw it as, I saw it as you come in on the violence of him so then, since you've been seeing this throughout the show, I figured it was just another group that had found them hiding out in the grocery store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to defend and ha- to defend his family, he had to murder these guys that were in the store. And then after the f- wife witnessed the brutality of her husband, she was then afraid of him because she saw a side of him she had never seen. Mm-hmm. And that's and then they ran away and then of course got themselves killed. So that's how I saw it. And then yeah, it was very interesting to hear that uh, the Talking Dead say no, no, no. They were all part of the same group. Oh. And I think they tried. Did they rape his wife? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Raped and beaten. Yeah. Oh. So it would have been nice just to see a little flash of of that. But maybe they shot it. And this is where we need a, a Walking Dead person on the show maybe they right. shot it and then decided it was just too much you know we need to concentrate on the current story let's just show enough to where you get a glimpse of he's really violent and the wife's afraid of him and that's what gets her and the kids killed and now he's alone and he's going to kill himself and then um uh what's that eugene comes along and gives him a purpose again right the, right. the for me the the, I guess, lack of clarity in the flashbacks actually didn't bother me. I, I think what you just said pretty much is right on the money is the way I was viewing it. Um, I, I looked at this as memories that Abraham himself is actually experiencing. So he's experiencing kind of like in flashes, so to speak. So I like the idea, in this instance at least, of making the audience work a little harder to piece things together themselves, you know, not to have everything just spelled out for them, you know, figure it out for yourselves. And, and, you know, if we figured out exactly what they said on Talking Dead, great. If we came up with something slightly different, it still works, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I think one of the things I really liked about that episode was the flashback. That might be the thing I liked the most about that episode, actually. I thought it actually was the first episode that gave these characters a little more um humanity (laughs) because they've they've just been kind of eye candy the big muscle and the doofus who's supposed to be really smart (laughs) yeah i would yeah i would agree with that too i felt like you started to get to know them they were a little more complex than you thought they were uh, with with um, Eugene watching him having sex, the flashbacks. Now, what's funny in the flashbacks is, and I'll give you guys a little inside thing, is on one episode from last season, there was a can on a rope, and it had uh, pork chops a chunky on it. And that is a can that I actually used in How High, the movie I had edited quite a few years earlier. And so I'm trying to figure out how did they get that can because I don't think it's a real product. So I'm trying to find out if 
if the props guys uh, are working on The Walking Dead now and actually use that artwork from that movie in The Walking Dead. And I think, I'm, I'm trying to screen match, I think the can that he beats him up with is the same can, like pork chop to chunky. <laughs> but it's so bloody that you can't tell what it is. So if anybody out there can can identify it as a pork chops a chunky can that he actually murders the guy with, that would be cool to confirm that. Okay, cool. <laughs> pork chops a chunky. Yeah. Now, see, I thought you were talking about a chunky bar on a pork chop can right. <laughs> until you clarified that. Yes. Well, thank, thank God I clarified that. Pork chops a chunky. It's going to be my new screen name now. <laughs> my new DJ name. Brought Jeff the Chucky here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Very cool. Nummy, nummy, nummy. And I, I think the episode after this wasn't that Carol's episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was great. Yeah. That I, was great I for me to see. That one. Yeah. Well, to see where she had been, I thought that was very clever intercutting of where she had been and she hadn't gone very far from them. Um, Cause you always kind of wondered, I always figured she'd just take off and leave them and go live her own life. And to see that she didn't and that she kind of kept a watchful eye on them. And then when everything, when the shit hit the fan for a better phrase, she was actually there soon afterwards mm-hmm. to discover that everybody in her mind had been killed. Yeah. Carol is definitely the breakout character of the season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. In the, in the beginning when she saved everybody, that was fantastic. That was the highlight of the season, just about. From annoying, abused woman, abused, uh, spousal abused woman, to losing her kids, to... Killing kids. To killing kids. Oh, oh my gosh, that was one of the best, worst episodes ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the best moment of killing one of the worst characters? Yep, I agree. Oh, man. Well, it had to be done. Like, you you totally, I mean, you just, it just had to be done. And you're just like, I'm glad she can do it because I don't think I could have. Hey. You know. I'll. Even with my negativity about the show, if they choose to keep writing out horribly written and stupid characters by killing them off, I'm all for that because it pleases me to no end. Um, so, yay. Can can we jump to that one right now? <laughs> to Beth? No, no, no. Uh-oh. Nice. Okay, Stones. let it begin. I haven't, even got to step on, I haven't even stepped on these two episodes yet. <laughs> well, let, let me say that yeah, I mean, I've I've been calling for Beth's death for a while, and then Actually, in that that episode um, of Beth in the hospital, I forgot the name of the episode now. Um, Slab Town. Um, they um, showed a different side of Beth, and I thought, oh, okay, so this it she's getting a little more interesting now, mm-hmm. and you know. I agree. I agree. I I agree with you. Um, Beth was always a character that never, uh, never had a real grasp on like for some reason she never had a real grasp on the reality of the show in terms of a character. I mean, she was there. She was very good. 
the moments that she gave us on the show were good, but something just wasn't like she was just, I mean, for someone who I think we met trying to commit suicide and then to go through and take care of uh, the baby and stuff, she never was utilized very well. So we never got really attached to her. So then all of a sudden she gets kidnapped and she disappears and you're thinking, okay, they just need to cut one cast member out and we don't miss her that much. And then they come back to where she's been and put her into an environment that is actually like, wow, this is kind of interesting. Here's another group of survivors getting on and how she's going to fit in with this new group. And I was really surprised how much time they spent in that new world. Um, I started really getting attached to her uh, because like you said, there was more to her. Mm-hmm. She had grown so much as a character. bought the world that she was in a little better. The flip-floppy nature of those cops, like the leader being like, you know, she was she was the big bad. Oh no, she's actually a human being, but she, she can't show that soft side to her cops or, in order to keep control. I, you know, I got what they were going for on paper, but I thought the execution of it was kind of piss poor, personally. <laughs> well, for me, uh, isn't it, though, aren't people kind of complex where you will get the strong, you know, forceful, you know, you have to do what I say, and then when nobody's looking, you know, be a little more endearing or a little more gentle? I mean, it seemed, granted, it might be just, the performances that the actors gave that kind of threw you off just a little bit. Um, but I felt like it rounded the character. The character wasn't just one type of person. Like the, you do what I say and, and, and keep marching forward. She actually had a softer side to her. Um, so that made her a little more interesting for me. When they introduced that softer side, it seemed like a 180 flip to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? She's giving her the key intentionally to try and save her? It just worked. I don't know. There are, there are many such moments in, in fiction. <laughs> there, there's a lot, of, a lot that with The Walking Dead that I've just like given a pass it's like I enjoy the show now on a level of I'm not trying to – I'm not looking for reality, I guess, is where I'm at. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what the whole thing is supposed to be. Here's a more realistic take on zombies, isn't it? It's I like believe it is, the, yeah. The, the, the threat is never going away, and everything is changing the people who exist in the world. That's what the point of the whole thing is. But they seem to go down that lost path of we have to do this because the story tells us we have to do this instead of what seems to be the more common sense thing of everyone working together. Uh, It just annoys. (laughs) You know what's interesting coming at it as an editor I'd probably give a lot of that stuff because I agree with your note. I, I mean, I call that a note because that that's the type of notes that we get in the cutting room. And maybe stuff like that I give a little pass to or, or I forgive a little bit because maybe there was that one scene that there was a slight little sh- subtle shift. Mm-hmm. And then you get the scene with the keys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe Beth did something for her and then she kind of broke a little bit and said, 
thank you. And then that was like a shock. And then the next scene, you get the next scene or next two scenes later, you get the key scene. And of course, you know, I'm sure like on Z, Z Nation, our shows are always long on their first cut. So we have to cut scenes out. And I know The Walking Dead is the same way. They, they have to cut stuff out. Uh, and maybe that's what we lost, you know, was a little moment like that that would help the character arc a little better. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Okay. Wait till the DVD comes out, I guess. That's right. I have to watch all the <laughs> deleted scenes. <laughs> when, when can I go off on my tirade, Susan? Anytime. I, I, Go for I it. I can't wait. No, I can't I'm, wait. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting I'm, for you. I'm more enjoying listening to. I, I, lo- I love the conversation between uh, between Chris and Eric, and you know it's hard not to agree with a lot of what they're saying. Um, well, Eric, at least if, the dog, Scott. Eric, if you if you represent the more positive view, I'm probably going to skew the other way. Um, I just I think this is an excellent show that's firing on a lot of good cylinders. Uh, is it perfect? No, but I'm. I bring it on. <laughs> okay. First of all, I, I'm not expecting perfection, and and even in my favorite shows I watch, they're they're far. There's always going to be problems or issues, and that's fine. Uh, Walking Dead is. I think I mentioned this in a text to Susan once or a message, or whatever. It's every season. It's the shame on you, shame on me phenomenon that happens with The Walking Dead and me. Um, they lure me in. And with a few episodes in a row, which I think are are well paced and they're exciting and they move the story forward leaps and bounds and the characterizations are done well. And I'm like, oh, this is the show that I've wanted it to be. This is the good show finally becoming a great show. And then they take a turn and then episode by episode, it starts to fall back to, you know, it's bad habits that I've seen, you know, season after season. And this year, or this season, they start off with a bang. The first few episodes, you know, they were moving at a good clip. We were interested. They weren't going to waste time at Terminus. You know, I was like, oh, wow, they're really moving fast. They're doing stuff. Stuff is happening. Characters are actually adhering to way, the way they've been established and, and are evolving, like Rick and so on. And then the second half of the season, we got to the dawdling. We got to scenes that just fall slack. And, you know, like that first episode we talked about, the Abraham and crew episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the flashbacks. I wish they would incorporate stuff like that more often on the show. I would love to see little bits of backstory about all of these characters, pre-apocalypse, the day of the apocalypse, a week into it, whatever. I... I'm surprised they haven't done that more often. Um, that was the best part of that episode. But beyond that, I spent 44 minutes and, okay, I learned a little bit about Abraham's backstory. And at the end, uh, Eugene's a liar. And that's pretty much all that episode was. Um, and then as we moved forward, they became about less. I mean, I love Carol has become a great character. Uh, and I did. I actually did like that episode more than a lot of friends of mine. But again, it was kind of just dawdling, just dragging things on. The whole hospital scenario, and I gotta—I have to agree with Chris to a certain extent here, um, we spent a whole lot of time there. It's interesting, we spent, I feel like we spent more time in the hospital than we ever did at Terminus, even though we spent half a season trying to get to Terminus, which is kind of interesting. And 
I don't know if they really fully fleshed out what they wanted to do there. And I don't think you make, you need to make a villain human or give her a softer side to make her interesting, to make her compelling. I can think of plenty of great villains who don't have that going on and they're amazing characters, be it film or TV, but it wasn't ever convincing. The scenario was never that convincing. It was just, it seemed off to me. I never really believed it. And I couldn't believe we were spending that much time with it, especially when we were spending that much time with a character who I personally have never liked. I thought Beth was a little more than a glorified extra. Uh, I don't think she held her own in scenes with most other other actors. The Beth Darrell episode from last season is, in my estimation, and I think Susan agrees with me, (laughs) the worst episode of The Walking Dead. That was a difficult one. (laughs) It it it, it even made Darrell not such a great character. I mean, Daryl's wow. drunk his backstory, which was like, we all know this already. Really, your father was abusive. We couldn't have guessed that. Duh. Give us something interesting. Tell us you were a security guard somewhere. That would have been something. No, you, 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 were, the, you were the racist brother and your father was a bad guy. Yeah, we knew that already. Anyway, back to now. <laughs> um, so this whole buildup, which then took forever. And I can believe like, wait, I'm waiting this many episodes to get to Beth, this is what I, this is what the buildup is for, and the writing was on the wall as far as them getting rid of that character. Why they let Norman Reedus go online and say I was crying for ten minutes trying to film the final episode, kind of sort of giving away what yeah. was going to happen. But well, thank God pre- I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm about to say let's pretend we live in a world without the internet at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's even fast forward to, to, to like the last minutes of that episode. And and it's great we're talking, you know, you're an editor. So you I know that you, when you're putting together scenes, they're shot, you know, with multiple angles and you're trying to get the best footage and put it together. Okay, that final sequence, the, the showdown or whatever we call that, that was one of the most poorly staged sequences I've seen on The Walking Dead. And it was just, it was just, I'm sorry. It was just poorly put together. It was a little bit hard to follow. It was just, it was just bad. And I'm, I'm sitting there incredulous, still hoping that she'll die and happy that she did, but thinking really, you couldn't have shot this any better. You couldn't have made this at least a bit more interesting. It, it left me with a really bad taste in my mouth. And we're not even talking about the whole Maggie suddenly remembering she has a sister and then we're supposed to really buy her being her all ups, over the top upset at the end. It's like, please. I didn't buy it. I didn't believe it. Wow. It, I muted myself, but I laughed out loud when you said that. <laughs> the, here's, here's the thing with this, this, this half season. We, we started at an amazing start. Started with a bang. Oh my God, this is going to be the best season ever. And it ended like that. That ended, but it ended great for me because it got, it shocked me. Uh, Kelly is uh, awfully quiet. I, uh, I don't, I I remember guys, this isn't the end of the season. This is the No, yeah, it's not over. It's it's halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I understand all the Beth hate. I, I don't hate her. And what made me like her 
not at all, but but more was how much um, Daryl likes her. Mm-hmm. So I was really sad for Daryl. Um, yes, it did feel weird that that Maggie was all of a sudden freaking out that much, but I did have to remind myself that it's her sister and they were close. So, um, and all this time, you know, we haven't seen her worrying about Beth. So I get what you're saying, Scott, about she all of a sudden remembers she has a sister. But she's also been staying alive. So um, I. You, I don't think that you really can worry or or be showing that you're thinking about your sister. Then you're going to get killed. Uh, you know. I I I I will have to respectfully dis- go away from that opinion because we watched Maggie for half a season wondering about Glenn, and she never mentions her sister who also disappeared at the same time. So she did spend mo- a, a, like days or weeks looking for someone else. And, you know, I get her being in love with Glenn. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But the only time we ever heard Maggie say anything about her sister was done as a voiceover at the opening of the season. And it was it, coming from the a writer perspective. I got what they were doing. I actually admired it. it was, they, were, they were cleaning things up because mm-hmm. they realized, you know, we need to get this in here. It's a little strange that... Daryl hasn't told anyone what actually happened. It's a little strange that Maggie hasn't asked about this. We don't even see it. We just hear it while we see that sequence of them doing stuff in the train car. And I said, you know what? They did it in a quick fashion. I admire that. The question is answered. Fine. And then we don't hear about it again. But it was just, it was just unconvincing. It's just, that's all for me. Well, I have another theory here (laughs) that, you know, Maggie, you know, she was worried about both of them, both Glenn and Beth, but I guess maybe she figured Glenn had a better chance at survival. So maybe she was looking for him instead of Beth. I don't know. Mm, I, I would think that once she was told in the boxcar that, uh, she was seen in some car being let off, that there was hope that she would be alive somewhere. And I mean, granted, it, it, it is a fault. I mean, when Miss Sean, right, uh, said her sister, right, it was Miss Sean that told her that her sister was alive. I yes. actually I actually perked up because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Like that was my first clue, like something was going to happen to Beth because I'm like, why are you having this scene here when you can save it for the end? Right. of the mm-hmm. episode bring her there and 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 then say here's your sister and so I, I all of a sudden perked up and then i went well no this is really good because she hasn't been able to uh react to her sister being missing so we get that nice moment of her acknowledging that her sister has been gone out of her life for a while so that made sense so it it, it kind of stuck out but then i accepted it because she hasn't had time in the show, meaning the writers haven't written in beats of her thinking about her sister. So, but I did, it did kind of, um, show its cards a little bit with that scene. Um, I felt, uh, but it still got, it still got me at the end. Um, getting to, getting to, um, Scott's point about the hallway scene. 
I was, once again, editorially, I was very confused on what happened. I knew she had the scissors. I knew why she was going to stab her. But the shots that they showed really, except for that nice top angle looking down and her brains blowing out the top of her head, (laughs) (laughs) which actually made me have a... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which made me have a guttural reaction, uh, like, whoa. Um, I was kind of confused where the gun was and was she holding the gun and how did it end up being a low, you know, like, so it did take me out of it. At the same time, I was like reacting like, no way, they, they actually uh, killed her off. So the shock of killing her off and and for me, I, I once again, Beth, Beth was a very interesting character on the show, and I guess for for you guys, some of the things that they had her do didn't work for you. But for me, it made her a little more endearing. There was always an innocence to her that I liked on the show. And I felt that she, now in the hospital, that innocence was finally being lost. And she was actually growing into the post-apocalyptic woman that I thought she was becoming. Well, little did I know that they were building towards her sticking up for herself or doing reacting to something and causing something to happen because if she didn't if she didn't do what she did she'd still be alive today which is kind of right. interesting as a character wait a know. second i think i just got the i i, I want pie reference <laughs> what are you are you watching the show right now <laughs> no <laughs> it's like the the beth Darrell worst show on tv got it I want pie. Um, There is one thing I wanted to rewind on Scott's tirade. Um, Scott, were were you not, uh, did the revelation of him not being a scientist, was that something that was not big for you? Because I think that was supposed to be a big reveal. The fact that all their crusade was for nothing, that was supposed to be huge in that episode. I don't think I personally find it hard to believe that anyone watching this <laughs> in any way, shape or form believed that Eugene was what he purported to be. He never said anything that was ever really that convincing. So, I was, so even this has nothing to do with having read the comics, because guess what? I don't remember half of what was in the comics. I just remember the comics becoming kind of a monotonous slog, and I kind of got tired of them. And I still have a couple of trade paperbacks I haven't even read yet because I just don't care anymore. But I'm watching, and I'm like, okay, obviously this guy is lying. When when are they going to pull this off? So yeah, I don't. I think that kind of fell. Kelly, did you feel the same? No, I um I always thought. He was he was questionable, definitely as a scientist. I didn't think he was that smart, but I suspended disbelief and just assumed that the writers weren't smart enough to make him smart. <laughs> so, I, I didn't I didn't question that he was that he was uh, that he might be lying. I didn't question. So, so was it a big reveal for you? Huge, and I felt wow. dismay like Abraham did. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like, wow, now what? And not just for them, not just for those who were okay. on that mission, but for everyone. Because I didn't believe that he would be able to, to fix or change anything. I mean, with the little biology that I know, you know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I didn't believe that it would happen. But for people to have hope like that was nice. And so now it felt like, oh, God, wow, it's this is really for really real like this, you know, no, no changing it. Obviously, there was never any going back, but you know, you know what I mean. And so yeah, that, about, was, that was a surprise to me. How about you, Eric? Because I know Susan yeah. knows. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I never bought into it at all. From the time he said, I have, I can save the human race, I, I never bought into it. And this was before I was working on Z Nation, because we kind of have a similar theme uh, with our lead character having the uh, antivirus in his body. So I, I, that I believe more than on The Walking Dead, because there's physically, right. we're physically, on Z Nation, we're We've physically seen seeing evidence. Murphy change. Yeah, so there's evidence, and in this case, I never, I knew, I did buy the character how he was, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, a savant? Mm-hmm. Is that proper? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did buy that that this is a super intelligent man, and that he can be a part of something. But I just didn't buy go to Washington because they say I think they say in The Walking Dead the president is dead, or that the, the I know they did on Z Nation. See, this is my problem now. <laughs> <laughs> Z-Nation is blending into Watts Dead for me. So it's like, I got to keep them apart. The world of, now, what happened there? What happened? What, what, what? Um, but yeah, I never bought into it. So when he did do that, I'm like, yeah, tell me something. I, I, I never, I never would have believed him to begin with. But being in that world, I would have held out hope and followed him with the hope. Uh, because that's what they're all doing. They're all looking for sanctuary or an end to what this world is. Where you know, you always think. Even when I was in Spokane shooting Z Nation, I'd go for hikes in the forest, and I'd be like, "Oh, look at the river! I could just go across the river, and I can like build my fort there, and be in the middle of this river, and then I won't get attacked by zombies." And I'm like. No, there'd probably be some zombies floating down the river and then they'd wash on the thing. You know what I mean? You start to think about the post-apocalyptic world and where you would be safe. And I don't think anywhere is safe. So if there is a hope of something that can save humanity, you would kind of stick to that and go on that journey. What the reveal for me bigger at that moment was um, uh, um, uh, Abraham. And that was m- more interesting to me at that moment of what, how of what it meant to him and how yeah how that mission saved him and then to watch his character just want to sit there and die, mm. uh, and I, have that great talk where she's where um, uh, 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 Maggie, at, Maggie sits get over goes, yourself yeah get over yourself <laughs> that conversation was excellent and I, I totally bought into that and and what they were trying to say there like this is a fucked up world things are going to happen get over it let's all get up and let's all keep marching forward and yeah, hope I, this this guy survives because he actually is super intelligent he might end up saving us in some way right in some I, way. I found their group to be far more interesting than like scott said the the setup of the hospital and the participants of that. I was like confused by how many cops are there? <laughs> like at no point did they really establish like just simple things like exactly what was the key to the elevator for? Did the elevator work or did they have to climb down the elevator to get out? Right. Of this how are they thing getting patients time? upstairs exactly. on stretchers? On and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
all of it was just kind of messy. Yeah, there were some logistic. There were. Some, I mean, I, 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 you know, luckily I'm not too, Scott. I'm not. I mean, all your complaints are are validated. You know, I mean, um, I think for me though, just watching Beth grow as a character and watch her become more responsible, more have more, um, be able to defend herself and fight for what she believes in and, and make her own decisions in, in terms of even escaping, you know, escaping with, uh, our new, uh, our new character, uh, Noah, um, right. you know, to watch her do those kind of things and grow as an individual on the show. Those were the things that I was attracted to. And I was kind of curious where they were going to take her. And so to kill her off right then and there, it was like, Oh man, I was like, this was going to be interesting. She, she was turning into something that might have right. uh, been interesting to watch for a little more episodes. So that's probably why I was uh, saddened by her death. I think it was for me. At least I think for me. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Okay. Um, as far as Beth is concerned, I think for me, and I'll, I'll be serious instead of flip about it. I, I think um, I think she just spent a little bit too long too long a time in the cocoon, so to speak, for me. Because this is a character who's been around since season two. She's been in quite a few episodes. Look her up on IMDb. You'll notice she's been in a lot of episodes. 48. And it took this long to get something that was remotely interesting with her. And my, and if you're a more patient person than I am, and I hope you are being an editor, um, <laughs> that's fine. I had already lost patience with this character because she never, for me, she never really brought anything to the table. I just, I just didn't care for the actress's performance or the character, and and again, I felt The Walking Dead made another calculated, well, not, maybe not calculated, another mistake. Much like the how they ended a season by having one of the main thrusts be the possible death of a character that most viewers didn't like anymore, i.e., Andrea. Now we have a build-up to a character that a lot of us don't really care that much about. And you're trying to make us care about with one episode. I'm like, yeah, okay, she's sticking up for herself and her face looks like a baseball, but I I don't care. Um, I, li- I liked Andrea. No, Andrea was so... Her, she should have been thought, much, a much better character than she was. And, well, and I thought, well, uh, I thought her death was very, uh, very effective. <laughs> really? Okay. See, yeah, I, I one of the things cool. I was going to tell Scott was, "Hey, Scott, wasn't this a better wow. resolution to a character than the Andrea death, which was supposed to mean something?" And by the time they offed Andrea, I was like, "Please get this lady off the screen. Thank you. Blow her brains out." Oh, <laughs> well, see, the, the I think Andrea's death would have meant more to you if they didn't. Now, here's my complaint about The Walking Dead season three. To me was a misfire. There are episodes in season three that are brilliant, but mm-hmm. the whole governor thing pissed me off. I was ready to stop. I, I lost faith in the show while we were doing the governor stuff, but then you had the death of the mother when the child was born. And so you had moments like episodes that were just for me, very powerful and emotional and interesting. But as a season, that was a big misfire with the governor. And then they come back with season four and they show the governor and what he had turned into and then the complexity with the new family. And I'm like, why didn't you do this with the governor in season three? Because now he's a more complex, interesting individual that I could totally 
buy into, not this kind of B-movie sanctuary. Yeah, third season of Walking Dead, especially with the governor episodes, kind of misfired with me. And I think that's where her death might not have resonated as much. Eric, that was due to the comics. They were paying tribute to the comics and trying to stick to the comic storyline. That's where the governor's cartoonish creation... Well, but his, but the and way, yet, and yet was, they dragged it out, uh-huh. and yet they dra- and yet, and yet, one of the and detriments to both season three and four was how they dragged it out. When you had a limp conclusion to one season, where the big buildup was for a two minute, you know, a couple minutes of gunfire that I've seen better sh- scenes on the A team, and then, <laughs> and then we, and then we drag it, and then we drag it out for another half or more of a season. It's like, oh. Don't you guys know? I mean, maybe it's an AMC thing because they keep adding the episode orders to it, to The Walking Dead because it's so amazingly uh, popular. Um, but they stretch these storylines out to the point where you don't you don't need to be a writer. You don't even need to be smart to know you're watching scenes that are purely filler that there's nothing of any consequence right, happening right. in so many right. scenes, that the dialogue between characters isn't telling us anything we don't already know, either plot or character-wise. And when you see that happen, then you realize that you've just wasted time. And that's what they... And I, it frustrates me with The Walking Dead because it shouldn't be that way. I've said this for a couple of years, and I'll continue to say it. It could be such a good show. Forget the comics. I don't care about the comics. There's no reason this shouldn't be a tighter, better show. And when we talk a little bit about your show, I'm going to, I, I want to say a little comparison and why I really I got a big kick out of watching Z Nation this weekend and what I think Walking Dead needs to be doing. Well, well, the governor, though, I didn't mind him being added. I just felt like exactly what you said, filler. And what happens is The Walking Dead's got an extremely generous budget for the type of show it is. Unfortunately, it's got a huge hurdle to overcome, and that is the zombie makeup, you know, and the figuring out a new zombie kill every week and all that, which is what I totally got hooked on. It's so funny. It's like the characters are are what I got hooked on with The Walking Dead. The zombies were kind of secondary to me. And then all of a sudden I started noticing, okay, I'm I'm looking forward to what's going to be the cool zombie kill this week, you know? So then all of a sudden I became a fan of, oh, what kind of cool zombies am I going to see on The Walking Dead this week? But more importantly, how are my characters going to move forward in this post-apocalyptic world? And uh, getting back to the budgets, even though this show has a generous budget for what it needs to do, it does have a lot of complexity in terms of production and producing the show. And that's where your complaint is very validated. And probably the writers and the show creator and everybody would agree is you need to double that budget to be able to move at such a pace where this show is always just moving, tearing forward all the time. And that's probably my biggest complaint about a lot of TV shows, genre TV shows. You know, all these, you know, all these Marvel shows starting up these days, they're, they're, that's hard to do. The Sarah Connor Chronicles just started getting interested when they canceled it, but they never mm-hmm. could sustain a feature film look on the budget and the time that they shoot these shows. I think Walking Dead, I think, is 10, 10 days, 7 to 10 days of shooting. Wow. Um, when you're trying to do, you know, 43 minutes of content, you think that's pretty... It's still in the low-budget world. 
You know what I mean? Because if you double that for a two-hour movie or an hour-and-a-half movie, that's 20 days. That's the low-budget shoot for a, a complicated show like this. And so where they, I think where the writers really rely on and what they've really lucked out on with The Walking Dead is the cast and being able to make it more of a character study or try to make it more of a character study. And yes, they have to slow down. And maybe that's why I liked what they did with Terminus because I totally was dreading the start of the season going, oh, now I'm going to have to be here for a half season <laughs> until they escape. And then, as we all know, that first episode just kicked But But guess what the second episode did? It sat down in one set, got all your characters together, and did nothing. So budgetarily, my guess is they took a lot of money from the second episode, put it into the first, put it in the third, fourth, maybe even the season finale, and they had to have that one episode that kind of just did nothing. And then they started ramping up the action again. You know what I mean? So some of our complaints sometimes on the show... When people start complaining about certain things, I always, since I work on these things, I always think, well, budget. Right. You know? My issue is it, it becomes less about the action. Like, I don't mind, like, a second episode where there's not a lot of forward progression where they're, or they're not fighting, you know, 18 dozen zombies or, or, or what have or, or excuse me, walkers, because they're not allowed to say zombies on that show, apparently. Um, but... If, I've never heard of it. Right. Although, anyway, I don't want to get into the conflict. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I'm, I'm going to say something that I've said probably a dozen times this year, and I'll probably say it a dozen times more before I die. Um, any scene that I watch, you need to either be, like I said before, you need to either be forwarding plot or, or building character. If you're not doing either of those, then you're wasting my time. Now I felt in that second episode, you know what? They were filling in a lot of gaps. They were they were restoring the things the, the relationships between Carol and Rick and Daryl and all these different characters. And uh, so I, I didn't it didn't bother me. I thought it was actually still a good episode because it was doing it was working the character side more than the plot side. But mm-hmm. it did it well. And then it had a kick ass ending, which went oh shit! I oh they're going there. Nice, but. <laughs> But, but then you have other episodes where it's just like, oh, God, you're wasting my time. Oh, this is because you have a sick, what, you have a 16 episode season now instead of 12 or 13 or whatever. You just need to drag this governor's story out that much longer. Or, or we need to be walking to Terminus for 15 episodes or whatever the heck it was. That's, it's a frustrating thing with that show sometimes. Yeah. It's I mean, funny, it but they, the, episodes, <laughs> the episodes that you are talking about with the governor, um, at least the beginning of season four, those were the those episodes were that I, yeah, I, I really got into the governor and bought him as a character who now I'm following. It's like, okay, this is not in the comics and this is something completely new. And this is interesting to me. Yeah, that and, was, that was material from a couple of novels that were backstory for the governor. Wow. Okay. Never read oh, those that was novels. the good stuff, and that was yeah. the good stuff. He was great in season four, he was excellent in season four, yep. And, and he was still the bad guy, he mm-hmm. was still an asshole, <laughs> he couldn't let go and <laughs> had to go back and be a but, dick. But for a while, but for a little while, we started to feel for him and go, yep. Oh, he, you know, oh, like just that little tweak of humanity started sparking in him, and then he got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. And you know what character Nolan has mentioned, and we've mentioned several episodes that she's been in, is the leftover from all that. The I don't yes. even know her Tara. name. Yeah. Tara. Tara. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I, I can see Scott has no love for the Tara. <laughs> I mean, she's okay. She, <laughs> Hey, I love I love Deadwood. Is oh wait, no, I mean the TV show, not not the characters. But you know, there's a lot of Deadwood on this show. So, we well, Tara, they're struggling with her Did character. Yeah, she had to go. Oh, okay. We're we um, there's I think they're struggling with her character too because here here's this kind of fifth wheel in a way. Like she she was good last season because she was with uh, she was with uh, uh Glenn, Glenn. <laughs> right? And they're even was like if Maggie hadn't survived, you kind of sense maybe there'd be something there. But also she's she's a lesbian too, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. And I wish I wish there could be some way, and maybe they are in the next episodes. I guess I have to save judgment on what they're gonna do with her uh till the end of the season because maybe now that the group is getting back together they might be able to utilize her a little way. I mean basically at the end of the day, they have a huge cast. How do you service every single character? And how do you say, okay, this character is this and this character is that? Um, I'm going to speak that just for a few seconds because I I don't want to spoil my own podcast I'm going to do tomorrow. But uh, (laughs) where I plan Uh to talk about some of this. Hey, at least I didn't promote it. Um, Yeah, this is a sneak peek. There you go. One of... The thing, my biggest issues is what you just mentioned with The Walking Dead is, and then to fall back on the excuse of, there's a lot of characters we have. It's like, no, that is the worst excuse because I can point to any number of shows who have as many or even less episodes and do a far, far better job at fleshing out the most minor characters than they ever do on The Walking Dead. And that's always been a problem on this show because whatever show you're watching, I don't care if it's a genre show or it's a legal show or it's a rom-com or whatever the heck it is. At the end of the day, it comes down to character. And the problem on The Walking Dead right now, is for me, excuse me, for me, is that I have this select group of a handful of characters that I actually care about that I think are interesting that have been are compelling that we've gotten enough story about that I, I want to follow, and then we have a whole bunch of characters that we haven't really gotten that much about that they're not really all that interesting so far. That the, even the performances are, you know, whatever. Um, I, the Wire has three or four times as many characters <laughs> and does a better job of this. Uh, Game of Thrones does a better job yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. Any number of so I, genre. But but so, yeah, let me, uh, a better job. So, well, <laughs> but we have a smaller cast than that. But the the Game of Thrones, though, you have characters, you have sets of characters doing different things, and maybe they tried to do that with The Walking Dead by splitting the group up. But maybe they did it a little too early because we didn't really care much about Sergeant Abraham or Eugene or Ro- Rosita. You know what I mean? You get bonus points for remembering their names. We can, I, we, we can take, then we can take it to the old standby, which I was trying to fit in earlier when we were talking about 
the the lack of surprise about Eugene, I always refer to that oh the the Michael's on the boat moment for mm-hmm. some referring to loss where anyone with half a brain knew Michael was the guy on the boat in a certain season. Um, lost. Here we go. Here's a whole bunch of characters. <laughs> More often than that, we're all in the same place, except when they did split them up, like they do on The Walking Dead. But you know, we're we're rotating a cast of anywhere from twelve to fourteen different survivors and then you throw in the other so you have another two three four five whatever number of people and we got a lot about everybody we we understood all these people and we we for the most part we kind of liked them or we wanted to follow them that has not been the case on the walking dead right now if 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 the first episode of in february they decided to have a zombie you know free-for-all and sasha tara Father Gabriel, you know, if five or six characters got knocked off, I'd be like, okay, cool, fine. Yeah. Let's... yeah. <laughs> and I, I, well, I cannot argue I with any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Father no, Gabriel, true. especially. Fact, <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm fascinated by his character. Really? I'm interesting. Yeah, I'm, well, because he's, he's complex. Uh, he's, I don't quite, I can't put my finger on what he is yet. And so I'm, I'm like going, what he's is he and how is he going to serve? He makes me I, sad. Yeah, I'm well, uh, sad because I, uh-huh. I love that actor. I love him from The Wire. I love him from Oz, and then I see him on this, and I like, oh, God. Yeah, they you could know. be using him better. <laughs> What's funny? He's on a show that he's getting ratings that are, you know, probably ten times what he got on his previously two highly acclaimed series, and this is what he's being given to do, and it's just. Me, me, I say, guys, be patient with him. I think they're they're gonna do something with him that that that's gonna speak to humanity. And uh, you know what I mean? He just has to find his way. And oh, now he's, a- he's out there with them. I think you're gonna find him finding his way, or at least doing something that'll surprise us. Well, but he doesn't help so when he gets a move on the kid. So anyway. it doesn't help when he does things <laughs> in episodes that are just like the entire point of what he did he like escaped from them got a nail on his foot goes running through the woods encounters he was crucified he was being crucified like you could i'm sure they've got some biblical references to what oh, he's yeah. going through you know what i mean if you start looking at it religiously he gets crucified he gets a nail in his foot like jesus did you know what i mean or they injured him so he couldn't move away fast he had to go like i, I am a little confused why he had to go see the guy's legs sitting in the fire I you know what i mean didn't believe them or <laughs> yeah there's some there, that's why i said there's some mystery there and i think that's why i i i don't mind the character right now i'm gonna see where they go with him but i agree with you i mean at this point they've so underutilized rick uh <sighs> in the last season and a half how about that, michonne and michonne mm-hmm. that they could almost yeah. I'm getting to the point, I mean, I love where Rick's growing and I, you know, like he's now, he's not patient anymore. He's just like, I, you know, I'll tell you once to stop. And if you don't stop, <laughs> then I'm going to run your ass over. Right. That was and fantastic. That's, yeah. And that was excellent. That was the way he needs to be because we've watched him grow into that. So I think his character arc has been great, but they so underutilized him that almost if he disappeared for a while, I don't think we care. And that's a shame. Because mm-hmm. I always we started yeah. out the show following him, and now he's kind of second fiddle in a way. Well, to but the way that they tell the stories, I'd rather have them do like a little bit of this group, a little bit of that group, and 
the mm-hmm. third group all, you know, in one episode rather than right. here's a Beth episode, here's a Carol episode, here's a Rick and Michonne. And so I'd, I'd rather have a little bit of everybody <laughs> in, well, in the, the episodes. Right. I think the problem with with the way this, the show is structured and again, this all goes back to the writer's room and whether it's the showrunner or the creators, Kirkman and Gimple or whoever. Um, I, I mean, I, I know how seasons are written. I know how this is, this works and I, maybe they just don't have a strong enough hand um, in going through each episode that's written by different writers. Um, they, that should be the case. You, you should be able to join those stories. You can have, again, I hate to use Lost as an example because, you know, I'm kind of tired of Lost. Is, 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 well, no, 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 but, but Lost, I think Lost is more applicable, okay. especially being uh, having to do with surviving. Mm-hmm. Where anyone who watched it, you know, that every episode was in some ways based around or focused on one or two characters, yet you were able to still revolve several other stories at the same time. You know, you you know, you would have a John Locke episode, but you'd get stuff about Jack and Kate and this one and that one. It was, I mean, there may be a couple of people left out, of course, but you still got enough service to all the other characters. You didn't need to just be, this is just going to be this one. This is just going to be, unless it was like, quote unquote, very special episode or something like that. And the walking has been trying to do this, but they just haven't been. With the exception, I would say, of the episode with um, Rick, Michonne, and Carl when they find Morgan, mm-hmm. which I think was a, an amazing episode. It's one of my favorites of the season, of the series. But other than that, when they only focus on one small group or one, it, it hasn't really worked very well. It makes me miss. And I, I, if Rick was not on the show, I don't know if I'd care about watching the show. Rick is, to me, this season, yeah. other than Carol, has the most compelling character for me to watch. I mean, when he shoots that guy, then says, shut up. And it's like, oh, that's so cool. (laughs) Little did I know that would be the the highlight of the episode. But that was amazing. (laughs) No, I think think they're, I I do think that The Walking Dead is fighting that formula of having three stories going on in one episode. You know, you have your A story and your B story Mm -hmm. and your C story. I think they are saying... Because to me, last season, season four was great for me. I was like, this is great. I get to spend time with this person and then I get to spend time with these people and then I get to – and all my friends were like, oh, my God, this is driving me nuts. All I keep mm-hmm. thinking about is what's going on with everybody else. And I'm like, what? Why yeah. would you think that? Because The Walking Dead does such a great job of saying all this is taking place at the same time. You might be with these characters, but then next week's episode, at that same time, these characters were doing this. So what you're getting is a bigger arc uh, with each individual set of characters as, as opposed to condensing them down to maybe 20 minutes every episode. Yeah, but it's it's just kind of painful to watch for some characters like last year's Beth and Daryl episode, the, the death episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. If, yeah, to, to finish up my thought and then I'll stop talking about it. I would mm-hmm. agree with your, that opinion. Uh, and if this was a different show and these were better written characters to begin with, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. And I didn't really like the episodes that we had to sit through. So either it was the Beth Darrow episode, which I already said the worst, 
or I'm sorry, the the Sasha Bob Maggie episode. That one was pretty bad too. I I hated that episode. It was just irritating, and that was also an issue of editing because they cut out some stuff, from what I understand, which would have made, <laughs> which ended up making some scenes make no sense whatsoever. Do you remember what I'm talking about, Susan? No, I don't. Uh, that episode, it's we we jump to a spot where someone's looking out a window and then they're looking out and then there's someone laying with all this or they're fighting or laying with the zombies or apparently they had cut out some stuff for time or something which then ended up having this disjointed wait what what's going on i don't even understand what just happened it was really a bad bad episode go i would say go back and watch it to know what i'm talking about but i don't want you to have to watch it again I'd say don't blame it on the editor. Blame it on the people above the editor. Oh, I would would never. Because guaranteed, we're in the cutting room screaming, don't cut that out. I would never blame it on the editor. (laughs) Just to give a positive spin on what I do like about this season, there's one thing about the show that they're doing right that I appreciate to the ends of days and it's part of the reason I'll continue to watch I'm a big consequence guy it's like if you've actually done something in the past that should have changed the character please show me a show where the character learns from that or changes because of that and the most powerful thing for me this entire goddamn season was when Rick went to Carol and apologized essentially for exiling her and said, we're out here with you. <laughs> that was if come? it was okay. Right. Yes. That was, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Is huge for me. And I was yeah, like, okay, right. this show rocks at this moment. <laughs> and that allows me to overlook all sorts of bullshit uh-huh. that goes down. Yeah. And that's, I think that's why we're all, well, that's why I'm a fan of the show is because you have those moments. You have those moments throughout where people are doing things that are like, wow, that, that's, wow. That rings true. It sounds like people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike everything that happened in the hospital. But okay. I, I, <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. Amazingly enough, I still, overall, I like the show. I will continue to watch it. It's never going to be... I don't consider it a hate-watch thing because there can be episodes that I think are great. Absolutely. The first the first three, I, I loved the first three this season. Not one, not two. Three episodes in a row, I loved. Right. Then you hit me with a Beth episode. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I have a one-sentence mantra about the show I've said before, and it'll be my final word on it, hopefully, is like, it's a good show, but it it should be great. And it it frustrates me that it's not. That's all. Yeah, It's trying, dude, and it's not over yet. Yeah, five and a half seasons, four and a half seasons. It's not over yet. And I I thought it started as a great episode, as a great series. From the moment that Rick shot a kid in the fucking head i seen i was like oh this show rocks dude when frank <laughs> when frank darabont was still sh- was still running the show absolutely i the first this the first six episodes uh, i i don't have a i don't have an issue yeah. with any of them yeah, uh, the seventh one eh, you know the cdc <laughs> I thing i didn't oh. love the cdc i didn't hate it like 
some people I know did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt, oh, oh, I, I, it was my first note of concern with the show ever. Because I think the, the pilot is still, for me, the best episode of the series. I haven't seen one better than the pilot as of yet. Did you Breaking bad. what <laughs> Darabont planned to do for season two's opener? I have no idea. I don't know. Remember the tank that Rick got into at the end of the first season? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the first episode? Mm-hmm. Remember there was a, a, a soldier in there? Like mm-hmm. a, a, a corpse? You were going to right. find out how that soldier got there. Oh, <laughs> oh that would have been awesome. Yeah. It was going to set up Dale. Dale was in um, Atlanta at the time. And um, the two girls and how he ended up with them. All that stuff was going to happen at the beginning of the second season. And uh, they they had planned it. Um, they told the actor who played that time wow. he was going to be in it. And, uh, you know, it all got shut down. with. And, and look how many showrunners the show has had. Yeah. It's like, who's running the show? Who knows? At this point? <laughs> here's an here's an interesting. The only thing I've thought about in that regard, a little what if, what if, what if if Darabont hadn't been forced out by AMC and he can at least continue to run the show through the second season, if not more than that, among beyond what the obvious story changes that probably would have happened, I'm I'm, I'm sure. Um, also, the character and the actor playing Dale would not have been written out because I think most, I think a lot of people know the main reason that guy wanted to leave the show is because, you know, Darabont wasn't right. there anymore. And he was, you know, there, he's been in every Darabont production. They're friends. That's why he, he did the show yeah. to begin with. I love Dale. Yeah. I love Dale. And he was a great, I mean, this is the one time I will harken back to the comics. Unfortunately, he was one of my favorite characters in the comics as well. Yeah. Um, I kind of always wished we had gotten to see do more with him because I thought he was a great presence. Yeah. I think they used Herschel in a way to kind exactly. of take up the slack for Dale, mm-hmm. which is probably why I ended up liking Herschel so much because I realized, oh my God, Herschel has kind of become the Dale on the show. Okay, I'm cool with that. Maybe, But I'm kind of curious, what would have happened if Darabont had stayed in charge? If Dale had stayed on, would Herschel's storyline been somewhat different? Would he not have become yeah. the Dale, so to speak? Because I don't remember too well, but I don't recall Herschel being quite Dale, all that Dale-like in the comics. But I don't remember. It's been a long time. But, um, you know, but you can say that about any show. Herschel remained the religious fanatic character. Right. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. A lot of people hated the second season. Uh, I immensely enjoyed it. And we, we have characters today that are still surviving from that season uh, that have grown and and built, um, I think only Maggie's left over, right? Who else came out of that season? Hey, we have, we have viewers today who are still surviving from that season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here's oh, my number two. Here's, here's, my, here's my follow-up joke. I oh, hear yeah, that season just ended like yesterday. <laughs> they just oh, left the are, farm. No. You guys <laughs> tough. You guys are tough. So much came out of that season. I mean, I cried when the little girl came out of that barn. Oh yeah, that was such a great moment. You know, the honestly, death, the I, death I, of the characters. You know, it was great. I did not have the, that big a deal with the fact that they stayed on the farm because I, having read the comics, I was actually prepared for them to stay longer. In no, certain exactly. no, not true. No, we'll talk off. We'll talk about it offline, but not true. Not true. Not true. <laughs> not true. I looked well, it up. I love, I, I no, know. no, no. I'm not talking about the farm in particular. I'm just saying certain locations. Oh, I'm just saying. 
had expected them well, to stay longer than they did. Yeah, and maybe that's why they are staying in certain locations for so long. It's like, well, they stayed in this location in the comics for this many issues, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's a big part of it. but And um, honestly, the slog of the show does not equate to some of the slog you go through reading the comics. Yeah. And you even mentioned this, uh, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 I, oh, I have issues with the com- No pun intended. I have issues with the comics as well. I mean, I just... Uh, they, it becomes a monotonous kind of a story after a while. It's like, okay, we're going to go here and deal with this, and it's going to be a similar kind of menace to the previous arc. And and although I like the art, the problem with the art is always is it's sometimes hard to distinguish the characters from one another. You kind of forget who's who because right. there's so many of them. Right. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we'll always know what Rick looks like. We'll always know what Michonne looks like and Carl. But all these when they keep adding people in the comics and they're drawn in a very simple style, you start getting confused who's who, especially if you haven't, re- especially if you're doing the trade paperbacks and you haven't read them in a while. Mm-hmm. So you're like, wait, you have to go back this? and review. <laughs> They have to put little name tags on them. Is that what they have to do? And yet there are moments in the comic that make you, that punch you in the gut so freaking hard. And (laughs) Susan tipped me off to one coming up in where I was, I had stopped reading. So I went back and read it and it was like, oh, (laughs) I still, it kind of, you know, it's like you said, it's crudely drawn, right? Mm -hmm. But the imagery in the book that I'm thinking of, it just sticks with me and it's like sickening and it's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's cartoonish and like absurd and fucking nasty. And if they ever go anywhere close to that in the show, it's like, Whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) And they've done it before. So will they do it again? That's what I kind of continue to watch for. It's like, are you going to go to these dark places? Because we've gone yeah. some pretty fucking weird places. And then they just recently did something that made yeah. it a little more interesting again. And so, anyway, but I'm not going to talk about that. Right. And, and, and without... <laughs> and, and Killing I, off I, death? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the comic. Oh, okay. I, I And I, uh, about the comics, I suspect I know what you're referring to. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil it here. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's the moment I think it is. And again, it is. Um, that... <laughs> For me, for me, that was that. To me, that was actually the moment that pissed me off. Um, mm-hmm. we, and again, we could talk about that another time. Not to fill up the podcast with it, but that well, that was. I felt that was one of the few times something was done more for shock value yeah. than than it being it, an earned moment. It it it, it, yeah. it it made me angry. Yeah, I didn't read it for three months after that. Yeah, <laughs> it, same here. it shocked, but like it was effective, and things changed based on it. And right. I've got to you know, give it to him for going there because that's his whole point of doing this thing. It's right. to go there. Yeah. It's to do those things that piss you off. It's to fuck but with Since you. we can't talk about that, well, let's just, let's well, move on. But the <laughs> show is about doing exactly well, that. Susan. Yeah, yeah, but let me point out one thing. You know, what's so funny is we've been talking now for quite a while and what are we talking about? We're talking about characters. We haven't mentioned anything about zombies. Isn't yeah, that it? Zombies. The Walking Dead. We <laughs> haven't said one thing about zombies all the time. <laughs> we have talked about the characters and their arcs and what they do and how the show's made and everything. We haven't mentioned zombies at all. Yeah. Well, and that's well, hey, where Z Nation comes in, thing. right? <laughs> right. That's right. So what was it like being a zombie extra? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> nice transitions, is it? <laughs> I I was a zombie once for a, for a short film, and and it was kind of fun. <laughs> well, I I have to say, uh, just so you know, my background, I have uh, I am part of the Fright Gallery here in Burbank, and we did haunted houses. Uh, I got involved with the group in '87, and we did haunted houses till. 93 and then we started doing haunted front yards uh which was like a broadway musical uh on halloween and you can check those out on um youtube under the fright gallery and so i had spent 20 years of every halloween doing these live shows for you know audiences during halloween so for me getting to edit on z nation I just said I I have to somehow figure out how to to be a zombie. Cool. Um, how how you know like I think I even said it when I was being interviewed for the show. I said I'd love to take the show. Is there any chance I can be an, a zombie extra? <laughs> everybody on the funny enough, everybody on the show was doing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Dan Merchant, our uh, one of our producers slash writer, uh, in episode ooh, eight. Uh, the zombie that looks down on um, Warren in the body bag. Oh, that's yeah, our yeah. Produ- That's our producer. Okay. And he did an excellent zombie. I mean, I was very impressed with his the the stuff coming out of his mouth and everything. So um, it lucked out that they were shooting. Uh, I I read the script thirteen, and I picked out a part. Now the part around the table was supposed to be. We were all supposed to be flash frozen. Um, around that cake. So basically, somehow the virus got out. It just basically froze the lab, and we were all supposed to be frozen. Oh. Unfortunately, the poor makeup department, I think, only had a week to pull that off. And so they they raised the red flag right away. They're just like, there's no way we can do the makeup for that. Because then we were supposed to, once our our gang went into the room, we were supposed to start the, fr- the, the frosting. Right, okay. And coming to life. And then chase them down a hallway. Mm-hmm. And there was even um, some reference to my zombie. That's why I picked the zombie I picked. Uh, because the characters actually referenced, uh, I guess they looked at his ID badge and they said something. And it was important to what date it was. Um, so I'm like, oh, I want that zombie because I know for sure I'll be seen. <laughs> and then I get, and, and then, and then I get to come to life, and I get to chase him down the hall. So I get not only get to play dead, I get to get up and run around. So of course, the day of or the day before, I um, get the revised pages, and I'm flipping through it, and there was my part just laying there dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. So I'm like thinking in my head, should I switch roles or whatever? And I thought, no, you know what? This is really cool because all the actors will be around me doing the scene and so that'll be great because I, I'll, I'll get to watch them do their thing I'll get to be a part of it and yet still be able to watch them do their thing and and so I, I kept the role and and um, and then luckily Anders the uh, Hoffman the editor I made sure he cut in a close-up of me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like please Anders just one close-up please um, so being in the makeup chair uh, was Awesome, because like I said, doing the Fright Gallery, we all did our own makeup. Yeah. So now I got to be uh, spoiled 
Um, <laughs> so how long did that take? And well, that took that know. took uh, quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to uh, trying to uh, refresh my memory. Josh Foster did my make, so I show up in the trailer at at four four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and of course I'm not a morning person, so I'm just like, uh. And I walk in and and uh, I was told Josh was going to be doing my makeup. Well, Josh is the the co-founder of of the um, uh, Synaptis Effects. So basically, the founder or the owner of the company, along with his wife, he's going to be doing my makeup. So I'm like, this is awesome, you know. So we sat down and he just started going at it, and I was shocked that he was applying all these prosthetics to my face. And if you look on my Twitter account. Um, I posted a couple of, uh, photos of the process of, of him layering, uh, the stuff on me. So it took three hours Okay. and it was the fastest three hours of my life. I was having a blast Mm -hmm. putting that stuff on, you know, just watching what he was doing. Oh, you know, what was really cool is as I'm in my, getting my makeup done and feeling special, you know, I'm the editor zombie, you know, um, uh, Nate came in. And uh, Pusse came in. Mm-hmm. Pusse was really interesting because you talk about her wound. They were actually dirtying her up and then they were working on her wound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found that fascinating how they were dressing that. And then Nate came in and um, 10K. And uh, I'm like, what, is, what does he need? You know, so they started dirtying him up. So I'm like, oh, okay, you got to dirty them up. And then they, right. they started working on his hair. I think it was like a 20 minute process to just do his hair. <laughs> what do what they do? To they just do a lot of they do a lot of product, you know, oh, okay. to make him to make that to make it that stand beautiful. Up. <laughs> yeah, you look now. I probably spoiled it for you all. That now you go back and you look at his hair. It's gonna you're gonna be oh yeah, it is very stylized. Well, you know, I've I've, I've talked about um, Kelita's hair and Anastasia's mm-hmm, hair, that. so yep. it's like okay, <laughs> there's there's like within the zombie apocalypse, there's some secret, you know. Hair uh, design. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it was fun to watch them get into it. I think Murphy was finishing up, uh, Keith was finishing up his makeup. So I didn't get to, I got to see them doing his wrinkles, you know, all the, 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 the zombie wrinkling of his skin mm-hmm. that they do. So I got to watch him squinting and doing his thing. There's actually a picture on Twitter that shows them, uh, doing that, which is pretty cool. So I got to experience that. And then, of course, the other two. So then I got my makeup done. I go to set. And since I'm the editor, I'm not going to sit with the, the extras. You know what I mean? I want to I want to hang out and watch them. I want to hang out and watch what they're doing. So I stand by Video Village. And John, the director, sees this zombie standing by Video Village. And he goes, uh, excuse me, you know, the extras are back behind, you know, down the corridor and back behind that. And I go, it's me, John. And he goes, oh, my God, it's Eric. You know, so it was fun to have a lot of the crew not know who I was right. for a while. <laughs> um, and the cast, of course, watching the cast react to me was also fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it was just, uh-huh. Eric, just so that everyone knows, your your Facebook is Films in Focus, not Eric, right? Correct. I think, if you typed, I think if you typed in my name, it would come in under Films in Focus. So on Twitter, um, both of them would work. Okay. But people, you know what's the reason I did films in focus is because people always spell my name wrong. <laughs> right. So I figured, yeah. you know, I figured this is an easier way of uh, finding me. And then I'll, everybody always goes, films on focus, 
film <laughs> film in focus so i can't win <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, well i'm, I'm per perusing your facebook page right now please selling my first name <laughs> so yeah so it was a, it was uh it was a once in a lifetime experience and and i'm so glad i the, the, the like i said working on the show has just been a dream uh it, you know when they say family in terms of crew and cast the show really was and everybody you know it's just a fun genre to do for a tv show you know what i mean i've worked on if you look me up you know i've worked on quite a few shows quite a few feature films and you know Zombie shows are a lot of fun to do. They're a lot of work, but they're a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And every everyone that we've talked to from Z Nation is loving it. Everyone who who works there is is just you know having a great time working there. <laughs> so yeah, and we don't and don't, don't, don't yeah, and don't mistake in that loving working there as we work our butts off fourteen, oh, yeah. fifteen, sixteen hour days. But you know. It, you always try to find the job that you don't mind the hours, you know, that you enjoy what you do. Granted, every single one of us will say, I'd rather work 10 hours a day. Um, so if that dream could happen, that would be great. But if you are going to work 16-hour days, you better love what you're doing, and we all do. Yeah. So we had also wanted to just talk generally about zombie mythology. And so I, I asked uh, a few of the people on... Uh, in our Facebook group about their favorite zombie mythology. Got a few answers. Uh, Jerry, he loves the walking dead series and he's just watched world war Z and that was the best film so far in the zombie apocalypse and by far the best Brad Pitt movie that he's ever seen. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brad from Zcast, uh, he said, the zombie universe I write in. <laughs> so whatever <laughs> the, uh, the zombie universe in Brad's head. And next to that, then the Romero, the Romero universe. Uh, Amelia, Shaun of the Dead universe. Oh, good one. Yeah. Uh, Dan, the zombie from Live and Let Die. And I had to look that up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was one, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, leave it to Dan to. Uh... Excellent reference, Dan. Nice. Uh huh. I'll, I'll compliment him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Heidi, she loves the fast running zombies. Uh, the only rule is they have to die first, not just turn in 10 minutes or so from an infected scratch. They scare the bejesus out of me, and I wouldn't last a day. <laughs> she also loves uh, Mark Tufo's zombie fallout. Audio, the audiobook series, uh, Zombies and Vampires. Uh, if you like Shaun of the Dead, you'll probably like this too. It's very funny. So that, those are just some of the... Well, you talk about, you know, it's so funny. Walking Dead started out with, I think the first season was, it took a while for people to turn. Uh, you know, slow deaths, basically. Or they would uh -huh. die, and then it would be like, what, six hours later, and all of a sudden they'd go, blah! Yeah. Um, and in, in the format of a TV show, it just, that does not work. And unfortunately, uh, both Z Nation and The Walking Dead, we kind of have to speed up the process, yeah, as, as, as you say. A little more immediate. <laughs> yeah. But, it, it, but that immediacy in Resurrection Z that I edited, mm -hmm. uh, when that guy slits his throat and falls onto the ground and then instantly starts turning... 
that created a lot of action and suspense for the audience, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> so uh, cause and effect, you know, if, if people do instantly turn the second they're dead, uh, it's something to yeah. fear. You got to be prepared. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Can I, since I, I just recently binge watched the entire uh, first season, I guess, of Z Nation. So I kind of wanted to make a comment or two about it, especially, and obviously with Eric here, even if I was going to say anything negative, which I wouldn't. Oh, please uh, do. I said, no, what am I, insane? No, I'm not going to do that. No, please do. We're, <laughs> I, I, only had, I had one, I actually, honestly, I'll be honest, and I don't want to lead off with it, but I'll get to it. Okay. I had maybe one, one to one and a half criticism of the entire 13 episodes I watched. Um, and, and, and one was purely a writing thing, which was a, a missed opportunity or they, or they made a, a very clear writing mistake with, with one episode. Only but, one? <laughs> well, I mean, there's others, but you know, not, nothing, nothing that things that one would overlook. I don't care because I'm, I would make the same mistakes anyway. What I loved about this show and what, what I wished a show like Walking Dead had, they have a clear cut goal from the first episode on. So we have something driving the story, driving the plot. There's a quest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I love that it's across country because we've seen that, you know, either it be that, you know, stories like the talisman and all these other kinds of things. There's something, there's, there's something driving these characters, not just purely we have to survive, which I under, which is interesting, but you get to have, a, you know, something dangling in front of you something you're building towards it's a great conceit that the show has it's the idea of at least through the first 12 13 episodes of needing to get murphy to california because of you know the blood the vaccine etc and it's what drives all, all all those episodes just about and we can so everything that they come across is just an obstacle on their way trying to get there mm-hmm. you know and that, that's a class it's a classic structure and I, I really like that because we know there's always going to be an immediacy to what's going on. You know, we, we can't mess around here because this is, we still need to do this. We still need to do this. And it's something that's been kind of always been missing on The Walking Dead because, I mean, the closest they actually came to it, although for a moment and most of us didn't buy it, was the needing to get Eugene, Eugene? Eugene to uh, Eugene. The French pronunciation. <laughs> I'm Kelly all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, to DC. But most of us knew that, that wasn't going to go anywhere. So I really, I love that setup. It, it made me go, oh, because I didn't know anything about the show going into it. All I knew is that Susan did a podcast about it. It was about zombies. I knew nothing else. I didn't know who he was in the cast, etc. So watching it episode after episode, and like I said, I watched them all with, over the weekend. I thought it was great that, oh, we're going to deal with all these different kinds of wacky obstacles that The Walking Dead would take three to three episodes to an entire season to deal with. We're going to do them all in one episode each. We're going to deal with a cult in this episode. And we're going to deal with the cannibals in this episode and, and so on and so forth. And I love the fact that I can imagine the writers getting together and, and like what you were talking about, the, uh, like a cruise ship concept. Mm-hmm. I, I was imagining them like going, okay, what, what haven't we seen before? Amish zombies. We haven't seen that. We need to do that. Okay, we'll put that in there. I love that. Radioactive zombies. We haven't seen that. Oh, let's do that. I love that. And it just it made it 
an enjoyable experience and the show doesn't take itself too, too seriously, you know, which I also like. I mean, there's a serious tone to it at times, but it, it doesn't become ponderous or weighty the way The Walking Dead does at times. So I, it made it that much more easy to like, I want to watch the next one. I want to watch the next one. It was, mm-hmm. I, I really, I'm glad Susan got me to watch it. I had to spend 15 bucks to watch it, but you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that pays for my salary. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, the only, if you, if you want to know my one little critique or two. Of course. Okay. And this is a, this is a purely writing critique. Uh, the episode, I forget which number, which one it is, but it's the episode where we get the flashbacks about um, 10K or 10,000. Oh, see... episode four with his father? Yes. Um, here's the thing. You have the character early in the episode tell us what happened, what he did. And then we see the flashbacks. And then by the time the flashbacks are over, by the end of the episode, the flashbacks have pretty much shown us what he already told us. And I was, I'm watching, I'm thinking, no, 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 that's not what you do. That's not what, no, you, you did the wrong thing. The key would have been, he told us one thing and the flashbacks show us something else. Because otherwise, you just spent a lot of time showing us something, yeah, we already know this. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, yeah, we see the emotion of it, but we gather it was emotional if he had to kill his father. That was his first kill. I was hoping, and I was thinking, like, he's unable to do it at the end. And that's what drives him from that point on. When he actually does it, I was like, oh, uh, then why, why did you show us this? You told us this is what you did. I didn't need to see this. You guys, you guys could have saved a little money on the budget there and maybe, you know, thrown in a couple <laughs> of shit. You know? Again, I, I thought that I hated the scenes. They were fine, but I didn't see the point of them once you had the character tell us it already. You do one of two things. Either don't tell us, and we just see that unfold or tell us, and it's something different. And that, that was a problem I had with that episode. You know, it's kind of like using uh, flashbacks or voice, uh, it's like using voiceover. Don't use voiceover to tell me something right. that I'm already seeing on screen. That's another one right. of those cardinal rules of, of, of writing and then screenwriting or TV writing. This to me was kind of like one of those rules, maybe a smaller rule, but don't mm-hmm. tell us something and then show us the exact mm-hmm. flashback for it. And then what was the second one? What the heck was the other one? Um, oh, I remember what it was. I do actually. And this is not even a criticism. It was the one p- point in the show where I started to win. So like, oh, no, 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 don't go. Don't don't become like a Saturday night sci-fi TV movie thing. The, the zombie NATO. <laughs> <laughs> and I know they thought, I know they were thinking, you know, we could get away with this because it's, I mean, if you believe that they're zombies to begin with, well, yeah, if, if they fling them around, they, unless they smash their head, they'll be fine. But I'm watching, no, 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 don't do a zombie, Nato, no. But they didn't spend that much time with it. It was really <laughs> pretty quick. But initially, I was like, no, no, don't, 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 don't. It's getting, this is, this is almost too absurd. No, don't, don't, don't. Keep in mind who our, who our show uh, is being produced by Asylum. Uh, and a lot of the the funness of the show comes from Asylum because you look at the types of movies they make or have made and Sharknado, uh, 
uh, is a great example, and they just wanted to pay homage to Sharknado, and they even have a line in there, at least it's not sharks. Yes. Uh, And so, yeah, it was, you know, for us working on the show, our biggest fear is that you guys wouldn't like that stuff. And when we started airing and the fans got what Carl was after and what Asylum was after and all the writers and everything, we took, I took, I guess I could just personalize it for myself. I just went, you know what? Because for me, I'm a walking dead. You know, like I, I, even though Shauna the dead and uh, uh, was Zoo, what's Zoolander? Uh, the not Zoolander. That's no. the wrong movie. Uh, <laughs> that would be a great movie. Zombieland. Talk about a bad movie. Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Even though I enjoy those movies oh, immensely, I, I guess coming from The Walking Dead, I'm just so I like the drama of the the zombie world. But I, so I, I have, like it with with some humor. Exactly, <laughs> so. and I, and me being a fan, I hadn't realized that there is a whole set of fans out there that like that side of it. Mm-hmm more than The Walking Dead. So we kind of have filled this niche of people who are just tired of drama, drama, drama. Give us some fun and right. show us cool things that we haven't seen before. Right. And, and I think that's that's what's been the excitement of, of Z Nation and being able to work on it is to do things like the zombie. Like for me, when I was cutting the Robbie the Robot, sequence and zapping zombies with a laser i'm like going well first of all i've never done this before and i don't think you've seen this before in the zombie world so i'm i'm editing something that will be a first and i i got excited about that mm-hmm. like oh i'm doing whether whether or not whatever you think about it at least i did something that hadn't been done before and i think that's what z nation brings to the audience is doing these things that, I mean, I've never seen zombies get killed by the Liberty Bell. Right. <laughs> Spoilers. And wait, and wait. Chris, you're the one who hasn't seen it. That reminded me of uh, the Sharknado 2 scene with the, wasn't it like part of the Statue of Liberty that comes bouncing down the street and Kill, kills a bunch of uh, things, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Yeah, and uh, I think that's uh, I think that's what made Sharknado so popular. Well, people watching how they killed sharks. Right. <laughs> what I what, but it's interesting though. But one of the things I really like about um, the Z Nation, uh, I, I like seeing the Z Nation, um, <laughs> is like the Star Wars. Right, right. I'm doing my it's my it's my weak ass Colbert kind of thing. <laughs> the, the the Star Wars. Um, what is that? It's let as far as the the fun or the imagination part of it. It tends to be a little bit less about ooh a, a cool new way to kill a zombie, which is what The Walking Dead has specialized in over the last several years. And instead, they're just giving me something just a different type of zombie that I haven't seen before. Like I said, oh, yeah. like, like Amish zombies or radioactive zombies or zombies on meth or even though we didn't see or them, just, just hearing that there were zombies on Viagra. But OK, I don't think they're going to show us that. But I love that they even went there, <laughs> even had characters commenting on that. I was I was on the side of you got to show it. I was I was like, you got, you know, just a bulge, just show the bulge. <laughs> 
So I would I, I was on the side I was on that camp. Like you got to show something. Give me give me something so I can laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I'll give you another thing I like thing I'm a little iffy on. I like that they took a chance with a couple episodes. Uh, the episode that's all about um, Addie and Mac. Mac. Mac? Okay, I'm about to say Matt and Clancy Mac. Um, the whole weird dream quality of it, where it's the, the repeating nature, and I could see that can can almost be frustrating for some viewers. But I was really enjoying it because I was like, oh, they're they're showing some balls in this episode that they're going to just keep on doing this. This and and these were two characters I didn't really know much about either. I mean, all I knew is like. She's kind of cute, and he reminds me of, like, half a dozen other actors, and that was pretty much all I knew about them. Um, so I felt by the end of that episode, I really got to know those characters. I really, I got a huge kick out of the whole repeating motif and, and the dream and all that kind of I really liked that. However, um, if there was one other thing on the show that I sometimes get a little iffy about, I really like DJ Qualls. You know, I like, you know, from, from the great Breaking Bad episode and other things I've seen him in over the years. Uh, sometimes I get a little, I find him a little bit tiresome. Maybe it's the way he's written. I, he's a little silly with what he says. I don't know. Um, the episode with him and the cosmonaut, uh, that one, I it was one of those things I kind of saw what was going on fairly early on. And part of me kept going, when's he going to figure this out? When's he going to figure this out? And I was getting a little frustrated. That one I did get a little frustrated by because I, I, I knew what it was. I was like, come on, just get to it already. I don't want to be smarter than the show. Come on, get to it, get to it, get to it. Um, but other than that, everything else I'm, I'm very appreciative on the show. I love seeing, apparently, um, what's his name? Tom Everett Scott. He's just always going to be on shows with very strong black female leads now, from now on in his career, I've noticed. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking, wait, Southland, he was he was with that character. And oh, there was yeah. kind of an interesting relationship between them, sort of, kind of, hinted at or, or not. Um, but I, I, I love that he was on the show, and I won't. I don't want to say anything more about him. But he, uh, come he was... on, uh, yeah. How how long do we do spoiler alert on that, huh? I Am guess I, we'll I, give I... it a year. No, okay. we'll give it a year. Okay. Because we're gonna have after people. We're we're you know what's great. What's great about finishing our first season and having such a great successful run, and the fans embracing us, is I'm sure. All of the fans are now telling their friends, you got to watch, like uh, Mm -hmm. Susan, like you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we know Chris is going to watch it now, right, Chris? Chris has fallen asleep. No, I muted myself. (laughs) (laughs) Chris will will love this show, I think. He will. I'd be shocked. I'm friends with many of the effects guys at the asylum. I used to work at New Tech, so uh, I will definitely check this out. Cool. Yeah, so the, I guess, you know, keeping mom about certain about things that happen. I, I love the homages to different little things yes. throughout the show. Yes. I mean, when I, I mean, getting back to Citizen Z, when that dog shows up in the, is it the very first or second episode? It's, it's early on, so it's yeah, not really a spoiler. Second, yeah. I think myself and pretty much anyone watching the show, we're all like, the thing. We're thinking about the thing. Oh, yeah. we're, 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 in a, we're in a frozen landscape. A husky shows up. 
oh no, please don't, don't go. And then the, the fact that they had the other dog there and what happens there, I was like, oh, we get to have our cake and eat it too in that episode, which was really <laughs> great. And a lot and, of people think of Cujo, you know. And he called the other dog Cujo. Yeah, I got the, yeah, and the, well, yeah, he says Cujo, so I got that. But the fact that it was, the whole, the setting of it was already similar to the thing to begin with. Oh, you know, totally. And then to have a husky show up, and then I was like, "Oh," because it, it made me nervous. Because mm-hmm. that's probably the part. That's still the part of the thing. To wink, close my eyes during because it, it's, it's so bothersome. Um, there was one more thing I can't remember what it was. Oh, the bit, the whole setup of the show. Hey, kudos again for having the nerve to have your. I get is Murphy the main character at this point? So I guess he sort of is. I, or. Yeah co-main character he's he's our um he's our doctor in lost in space and that's the way i refer oh to him. excellent analogy you know what i mean oh i yeah i absolutely know what you mean i love lost in space lost in space Woo! because the, the plot of the show is revolving around him and getting him to the place but he's now becoming such a force of nature himself that you could say he's the lead but the show it's it's such an ensemble cast. It's really interesting. Well, what I love about him is that they don't really they make very little effort to make him all that likable. Although there are moments where he is kind of, you kind of like him, and I I love that. I, I and there's a moment with him. I'm going to be careful about this because I don't this I don't want to spoil for Chris when he does watch it. There is a moment for him. It's what it's after he leaves them in the morgue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, okay. The yeah, scene yeah. that happens after he leaves them in the morgue. <laughs> the apartment. The apartment scene. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 I don't yeah. even want to say anything else about it. I, I want Chris yep, to see yep, that scene full. Yeah. That was I, the I scene. can leave. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want to say that was the scene that even though I was already um, I was already invested in the show and watched many episodes at that point, but that was the scene that made me go, oh my. Like, that's the scene that made me go, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's the scene I was telling people about the next day when I was talking about the show I was watching. Like, there's this one scene though. I gotta tell you about this one scene. They went there and I told them about it. like, oh, that sounds great. Like, yeah, you gotta check out the show. My friend who's a big zombie fan, what zombie mm-hmm. land his favorite movies. Like, no, no, trust me. You you're you're rich. You can spend fifteen dollars on Amazon, you know, <laughs> show. <laughs> Don't watch a American Horror Story. Just watch this. This is this is much more satisfying than American Horror Story. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I and I, and that's why I use the Doc from Lost in Space. Is you loved his character, but he got everybody in a shitload of trouble, and that's what Murphy does. To he loves he loves the people who are helping him, but he is very self serving, and will do what Murphy feels needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And so you loved it's it's Walter White too, you know what I mean? I mean, it took me four seasons of Breaking Bad before I said, you know what, I want you dead. <laughs> and now I'm watching the show to see how you're going to die, because when he put for me when he poisoned the boy, when you really realized like they hinted at it, and you're like, no, 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 he wouldn't do that, he wouldn't do that. And when he said he did it, it's like you're dead to me. Now I just want to watch how you die, and I want Jesse to kill you. <laughs> that just that just made me love him more. 
exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm kind of on like, Scott's side. <laughs> no, I agree. It's like a love-hate relationship. It, it's it's like you want to see him meet his demise. And I, I hate to say this, but if Murphy keeps getting bad the, with the little glimpses we've seen of him, it might be the same way with Murphy. Right. You know, I have mm-hmm. no clue, but as a fan watching the show, you know, if Murphy crosses that line too many times, yeah. you know, I'm going to have Warren give him mercy. Yeah. Or Murphy. Or Murphy, yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> hey, Keith came up with that one himself. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, I like your little, your little Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> In the reference to uh, uh, another sure. spoiler, so we won't go any farther oh. on that. <laughs> okay. Chris, Chris, you are keeping us honest. That's right. I'm the I'm the guy behind the scenes. I'm behind on everything, but right. I will catch up because it sounds cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So yes, we'll we'll give you time to catch up on on Z Nation, and uh, well, let's close this out and uh then uh... i i want to plug okay. uh mm-hmm. um films on focus's uh facebook focus. page focus. <laughs> <laughs> ah, perfect all right there you go i'm films in focus i'm on his site and it is full of wonderful things that he's just got check this out that's all it says <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a video that you must must see it's like the must-see. <laughs> <laughs> you right. talking about my Facebook, uh, my Facebook yeah. thing? Yeah, because yeah, you know I'm searching everybody else's things, and I see like there's a lot of Star Wars videos from the original three films that people are posting. Cool, yeah. like stuff that was shot. It's like, hey, gotta you've got see this. Edit droid footage. You've got behind the yep. scenes ba- uh, Planet of the Apes footage with Roddy yep. McDowell. Oh, that was it's, a good one. It's just beautiful stuff, and I, I everyone should check this site out. It's it's excellent. And that's why I call it Films in Focus: Finding <laughs> Cool, Interesting Stuff to Show My Fans. I approve of this message. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. And Scott. What is your your podcast that you're doing tomorrow that you were uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> telling us about? Tell us about that. Uh, assuming my podcasting partner off in the wilds of Wisconsin is up for it, uh, we're supposed to be finally recording another podcast tomorrow where we'll talk about all the mid-season finales and maybe a series finale or two. Um, and more importantly, we're going to get to... Uh, my picks, and I guess Dan too. It's more about me uh, for the, for the best in TV for 2014. Um, it may may mean I don't do my blog as a result. I haven't decided, but uh, I already have all the notes written up for my top ten. And we also we're going to talk about you know the biggest surprise, biggest shocker, biggest disappointments, uh, everything TV related, yeah. uh, dramatically speaking at least. Um, even though I might squeeze a comedy in there for 2014. And then hopefully next week we'll finally get around to recording the next part of our Essential TV podcast oh, where we'll yeah. – so I've had my notes gathering. When I say literally, I am not using it euphemistically. There is a layer of dust on the notes for that <laughs> podcast not two feet away from me. It means I should really clean up my room more often. Yeah. Um, 
I've been we I've been waiting to do this podcast since before Halloween when we first promised it was going to get done. So I'm hoping we'll get it done before Christmas. So that'll be the next one. That'll okay. be the second one. Okay. Now on your TV, you're saying best of TV of 2014 or best MTV <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like the MTV Awards. It was TV, right? Yeah, it was TV. Because okay. <laughs> believe it or not, I cut a feature for uh, Nick Cannon uh, that came out in June. And we really want to have the best kiss, MTV kiss. You know how they do the best kiss? Oh, yeah. uh, so look that up. Look up School Dance, uh, Mama Tawana. Uh, and I think it's on the internet right now uh, and it's the funniest thing and we're hoping we get nominated for Best Kiss this year at the MTV Awards. There's my plug. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. So, yeah, and for for people who don't know, Scott, it's the um, Serious TV Drama Podcast. Oh yeah, I should I should have yeah. mentioned that, shouldn't I? Yeah, it's a it's a little helpful. <laughs> you can find yeah you can find us on Facebook by typing what Susan just said or or iTunes or wherever. Serious TV drama usually you'll find us because no one else has titled their thing that way apparently. And everyone else have a wonderful holiday. We may or may not be back before then. I don't know. We'll see. See if we can get the band back together before then. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Probably not. So until then, geek on. Geek on.